0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block
2: M. Hello and welcome into the Pick'em Pod of the Block M podcast network here with you as we head into week six of the college football season. Crazy. We are hitting the halfway point of the season here this week. It always goes by too fast, but Luke Yardi here along with Von Lozon and Dan Plucker. And we've got eight games, eight great games to pick against the spread odds, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. And well, last week it was it was a grind we'll call it that boys uh four and four and four and four that was the record for me and Dan a a week ago Vaughn closely behind at three and five I I still don't understand how Notre Dame covered that spread last week but that's neither here nor there. season standings look as such I sit one game in the lead at 25 18 and two followed very closely by Dan at 24 19 and two and Vaughn just a few games back at 21 22 and two so all very close through well five weeks technically but really six weeks of picking if you include week zero but uh all of us pretty uh, you know a couple of us above 500 Vaughn's gonna get there here this week I'm confident in that but uh uh, what's going on fellas how we doing well
1: yeah I, I don't know how Notre Dame covered that spread either man I'm still a little salty about that one very it was salty. like Patches O'Houlihan dude it was the luck of the Irish that's what happened so <laughs> it, it just sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way and you just got to take the L and that's uh that's what we did on that one but, but other than that I'm doing okay ready to rebound after uh, a, a week a losing week last uh last week here Dan how are you doing brother?
3: Yeah, doing all right. I'm the one that picked Notre Dame out of the three of us. So I got a lot of crap from the two of you this week (laughs) about that. But uh, I'm happy they did because it kept me at 500 uh, on the week and I haven't had a losing week yet. So hopefully I can keep that streak going for us here.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a great week here, man. Uh, a lot of interesting uh spreads to say the least, a lot of great matchups and we're going to kick it off in the SEC with number 20 Kentucky on the heels of a big victory against Florida. They're headed to Athens to take on the number 1 ranked Georgia Bulldogs, Georgia. The exact same spread as a week ago, 14 and a half point favorites against the Wildcats. Vaughn, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia to cover this one. It's a home game for them, a night game for them, and uh, those two things combined are always a doozy for the opposing team. Uh, Coming in, Georgia's been really good at home. I know all of their games essentially have been at home, but they have been very good at home, have not lost at home since October of 2019, and have not lost to Kentucky at all since 2009, And I crunched the numbers a little bit earlier this week. I'm hoping that this trend continues is that under head coach Kirby Smart, Georgia has defeated Kentucky by an average of 15.4 points, which is above the spread. Uh, Even better at home, though. It's been an average of 22.3 points. And Kentucky is a good team this year. Very formidable opponent. We all picked them last week uh, to uh, cover against Florida. They did so very easily. Uh, But they really needed to rely on their running back, Ray Davis, to do so because quarterback Devin Leary uh, just did not have a very good game against Florida last week, has not had a good season. So I I don't think that's going to continue this week with Ray Davis uh, putting the team on his entire back. So I will take Georgia to win and cover the spread.
2: Dan, how do you see it playing out?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, Vaughn, we all picked Kentucky last week. I think we really liked them. Um, honestly, I think it shows that they have one of the best run defenses in college football. And just like Kentucky, Georgia does things the same way. It, it's a It's a winning method to run the football well. And I think that Georgia has not done a – Perfect job of that this season. I'm actually at the point where I think that I'm going to start fading the Bulldogs. 0-4 and one against the spread this season, and they keep getting favored by two touchdowns or more. Um, and I just, I, I just have a feeling that this Georgia team isn't necessarily the team that we all thought it was going to be. Even the eye test, not just the against the spread test, shows that again uh, shows that as well. Uh, so Kentucky's four and one against the spread this season. And their record's the same the last five times they've played Georgia against the spread. Uh, So I'm going to go with the Wildcats on this one, plus 14.5. And And I think for at least the time being, I'm fading Georgia. They're not going to win. I think we can all agree they're not going to go into Athens and beat Georgia. But I think that they can keep it close enough that it doesn't become a blowout.
2: Yeah, I heard I heard uh two guys that I respect talking about this game and and talking about the market is-, is kind of just begging for Kentucky money here. Um, so I'm I'm not as confident as I was, but I agree with you, uh Dan, that I'm taking Kentucky and the points here plus 14 and a half. Because look, at-, at the end of the day, yeah, maybe the market is looking for Kentucky money here, but at the end of the day, man, I can't ignore the slow starts for Georgia, you know? I mean, it, they, it's been horrible for them. South Carolina, Auburn, they trailed it in both of those games, and I think both of those teams are inferior to Kentucky here this season. I think Kentucky's a little better than they get credit for too, right? Because everyone, yeah, the, 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 the running back had a remarkable, remarkable game last week, but Kentucky actually – Is a top 10 defense per SP plus like that is I I think they are a little bit underrated. This is outside the key of 14. Uh, The Georgia's got to get to at least 15 to cover this thing. So Wildcats on the road. And and look, two years ago in 2021, remember Mark Stoops, if you recall, um, they kept it close with that Bulldogs team. And they they ran, I think they had like a 10 or 11 minute drive in the fourth quarter. They weren't even trying to win that football game. They only cared about covering the spread. So come on, Mark Stoops. I know you know the number. Let's get a roll in here this week. Let's go with the Wildcats. As we head to the ACC, we're headed down the East Coast. And we've got Syracuse traveling down to Chapel Hill to take on the number 14 Tar Heels UNC. An eight and a half point favorite at home, Dan.
3: Yeah, Syracuse may be 4-1, but they haven't really beaten anybody this season. And their first real competition was last week against Clemson, where they turned the ball over three times and missed a field goal to lose at home by 17. Now they're on the road to face one of the better quarterbacks in the country in Drake May. And North Carolina's offense is number 12, according to S&P+. I think they're going to torch Syracuse through, through the air. Syracuse secondary has not been good this season. And uh, it's the way that North Carolina wins football games. So I'm taking the Tar Heels at home, even over the touchdown and I like the under in this game as well. Just a little bonus bet for you there. Um, it's at 59 and a half right now. Seven of the last 10 UNC games and four of the last five Syracuse games have hit the umber, under. And that's a pretty high number. So I'm going to roll with the under and North Carolina winning
1: by uh, at least nine.
2: Vaughn, how do you like it, man? I'm going to
1: go the opposite here. I'm going to go with Syracuse to cover the spread. Uh, kind of just to contradict a little bit of what you said, Dan, their defense has sneakily been pretty decent. Number 21 against the run. They give up less than hundred yards a game. Number 37 against the pass. They barely are giving up uh, 200 plus yards per game, six interceptions, 10 forced fumbles, five fumble recoveries as a defensive unit. So they kind of get after it on defense. And the one thing I'm really intrigued about in this game, Is their dual threat quarterback Garrett Schrader got eight passing touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns. So he's kind of all over the place offensively. He's only completing 63.5% of his throws, but this UNC pass defense is not anything to write home about. They're 83rd in the country, give up about 240 yards per game. And this is a bit of a homecoming for Garrett Schrader. He's originally from Charlotte, North Carolina was never offered by North Carolina coming out of high school. So he is going to have uh, or try to at least have his best uh, coming out party here uh, at North Carolina this weekend. And I really like Drake mate too, Dan. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. Will probably be among the top picks in uh, the draft as uh, one of the better quarterback prospects. But, uh, you know, I, I think this is going to be a little bit closer than most people expect. So I'm going to take Syracuse in the points.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm siding with you on this one, Vaughn. I I don't think this is a great matchup for the North Carolina defense, which we know can be a bit iffy uh, here at times. But to to your point, Syracuse airs it out. They throw for about 272 yards a game. UNC uh, gives up about 239 per game through the air. So I think Syracuse is going to be able to move the football here and you know, you alluded to the defense a little bit. When I started diving into this game, I was I came away a little shocked. Syracuse's defense actually comes in as a top 30 unit per SP+. They come in at number 29. I was not really expecting that and I love Drake Maine, I love the weapons. Uh but I think you know, you can't be one dimensional against a top 30 defense. So, uh are they going to be able to run the football? I'm not 100% sure and this is outside the key number of 7. So, I think Syracuse keeps this one a little bit tight. I'm going to roll with the road dogs plus eight and a half as we head to the big 10 and uh, from Piscataway to Madison Rutgers in the crossover game, big 10 East to big 10 West. They had to Wisconsin and the Badgers down to a 13 point favorite Vaughn.
1: Yeah. Speaking of road dogs, I'm going to take another one and I'm going to roll with Rutgers here to cover this 13 point spread. I think Greg Schiano has done a pretty remarkable job so far this season it's second stint at Rutgers. Obviously, this is a pretty underrated team, and they've got a uh, a really a good season going for them outside of the Michigan game, obviously. Uh, but heading into Wisconsin this weekend, I think they got a really good shot to compete in this game. They're ninth in red zone efficiency, 14th in passing yards allowed, 15th in yards per play given up and 25th in rushing yards allowed. So I don't know. I I feel like Wisconsin, they're starting to get into a little bit of a groove offensively. It's taken them a little bit of time to figure out the transition from what they were last season to what Luke fickle wants to do now. Uh, But I still kind of think this is going to be an offensive struggle. Uh, So I am going to roll with Rutgers to cover this 13 point spread.
2: How about you, Dan?
3: Yeah, I'm going the opposite way here. And it really comes down to which Wisconsin we're going to see. Because early in the season, I think Luke Fickle was trying to run his offense with a team that uh, is not designed to be that way. (laughs) And uh, now it it seems like he's he's looking more into what the talent that he has and coaching for the talent that he has. I mean, I think it was week two, Braylon Allen, one of the best running backs in the country, had like seven touches in the game didn't make any sense whatsoever uh now I feel like he's starting to understand it a little bit more and it's a big thing that Ches Malusi is out uh for the remainder of the season he's their number two running back because I think it means they have to force the ball into Braylon Allen's hands even more often and as disappointing as Tanner Mordecai has been he's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns at this point uh, I feel like they're they're finally putting things together and running uh an offense that works well with the talent that they have and also can still be within Luke Fickle's offense. Um, so I think that Wisconsin's going to get things done against Rutgers. I think they win by a wide margin at home and they take care of uh, this Rutgers team that, albeit, has improved without a doubt compared to what they have been in years past.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you What do you do when you win? That's ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VTW group void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, I'm going to take my third straight road dog. So as you can tell, I am a lunatic, but uh, I, 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 first of all, I like this a lot more when this was at 14, this has moved down a whole point to 13. I uh, really would like that to be two touchdowns and two extra points, but I can't go away from my logic here. And that is that I, I do not trust Wisconsin yet signs are maybe pointing one way, but you get into the thick of things against a decent big 10 opponent and all that could go right out the window. Uh, They battled with Georgia Southern. They let a really bad Purdue team hang around um, that really shouldn't have been late in that game. I don't know if Wisconsin was playing with their food or what was going on there, but can't let a team like that hang around when you build a bit of a lead, which they were, which they did. And Wisconsin's run defense, man, if you go look at it, surprisingly given up 118 and a half yards per game on the ground and Rutgers, not only with their, their running back, but their quarterback Wimset, I mean, he can really run as we saw against Michigan a little bit. They average 195, just over 195 yards a game on the ground. Can Wisconsin stop that? I'm not a hundred percent sure. And quietly, Rutgers has been really good this year, man. Uh, they, besides Michigan, they've beat every single team by three plus touchdowns. And that, that includes, uh, a pretty decent Virginia tech team. I mean, Virginia tech, they went and and beat someone last week. I I can't exactly remember off the top of my head here, but, uh, they beat a team that you might've been a a little bit surprised to see. And they actually, um, when you went and look at the, the net rankings there, uh, they beat Pittsburgh by 17. last week and and dominated that football game so that's decent win for Rutgers they're catching a couple of touchdowns here I like what Greg Schiano is doing in Piscataway I'm gonna roll with uh, Rutgers here this week as we head back out west to number 13 Washington State they're gonna travel down to Los Angeles take on UCLA and UCLA the unranked Bruins three and a half point favorite uh, favorites against number 13 Wazoo Dan
3: yeah, I usually like to follow trends with my betting. Uh, Washington State 7-3 against the spread in their last 10-pack 12 games. They've been really good against the spread on the road and are 11-4 against the spread their last 15 games against UCLA. But you can screw all of that in this game because UCLA got bounced from the rankings after losing by a touchdown in one of the most difficult places to play in the country at Salt Lake a couple weeks ago. They're both coming off the bye. Uh, But Wazoo's defense is nowhere near what Utah's is, and I think Dante Moore is going to have a much better performance back in front of the home crowd. I can see UCLA's defense also playing really well. They played great in that game against utah holding them to just seven offensive points in that game because more through the pick six that's what wound up being the difference in that contest um I, I get it that cam ward is great i think he's playing at almost a heisman level but the hype is just a little bit too high for me for washington state here and i think that vegas knows that that's the case as well which is why ucla is favored so i'm riding with the home team ucla minus three and a half
2: Vaughn, how do you see it man
1: Man, I really struggled with this one, if I'm being totally honest. But I am going to go with Washington State to uh, cover three and a half uh, at the very least. Um, You know, when you look into it, you really see why UCLA is favored in this game. Uh, And and I guess it definitely helps uh, both teams that they're both coming off a bye week. So they're both going to be fresh and ready to roll. But I've really liked what I've seen from Washington State from their passing game dismantled Wisconsin a few weeks back, proved me wrong a couple weeks ago when I picked against them and I picked Oregon state. And we talk about these PAC 12 quarterbacks, but I feel like we don't talk about Cam Ward all enough as we should. He's got 1,390 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and is completing nearly 75% of his passes. Now, granted, this is a very one-dimensional offense with Washington State. So if the, if UCLA shuts down their pass game, they're screwed, to say the least. Their leading rusher on the season for Washington State has 128 yards all season uh, on 35 carries. So not a very good run offense. So you kind of know what to expect out of Washington State, but they've been so good offensively just through the air. I kind of got to roll with the hot
2: hand, and I'm going to go with Washington State to cover. I'm going to roll with the Bruins here at home to cover the three and a half. Feels like uh, a bit of a trap line. Dan alluded to that uh, a little bit. The unranked team is the underdog. um, UCLA over a field goal. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to overreact to the Utah game. That game went about how I expected it to. I I took uh, Utah in that matchup. Look, I, I think the week off, because UCLA didn't play a week after that, that's that's two weeks now that, that Dante Moore has got to kind of digest what happened in that Utah game for the coaching staff and him to figure it out, as Dan alluded to, UCLA back at home in the friendly confines, not a hostile environment. And at the end of the day, UCLA is a very good team and a bit underrated. They come in as a top 20 unit on both sides of the football per SP+. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bruins here at home to cover the three and a half. As we head to the Big Ten, the Maryland Terrapins, who are 5-0 and and undefeated, they travel to the shoe and go on to take on unbeaten Ohio State, who come in as 19-and-a-half point favorites, Vaughn.
1: Yeah, I reluctantly am going to be picking Ohio State to win and cover this one. At home, Maryland, they've looked really good this season. They always start off the season strong, historically under Mike Loxley. And then they eventually start to unravel a little bit as the season goes on. I think this is that first game where you start to see a little bit of cracks in the foundation. Ohio State had a really emotional last second win the last time they were on the field against Notre Dame. That was two weekends ago. They're coming off a bye week. I think they've kind of settled those nerves uh, and that emotional high a little bit, I think coming back home, having this be a noon game, I think this is going to kind of bring that back down to earth a little bit and have them settle in for the rest of the season. So this is going to be the start of uh, uh, the the bad part of the season for Maryland, uh, as we've historically seen under head coach Mike Loxley. So I think Ohio State's going to be locked in, ready to roll and win this game. I easily see them winning and covering this spread.
3: Dan, how about you? Man, you guys are picking our all Vaughn. You've picked all road dogs, and for the first time, you're picking the home favorite. I'm proud of you, but I'm a completely Thanks, against man. you here, Vaughn. I'm against you here, uh, <laughs> Maryland. I, I I just have a feeling that they're going to keep this one close enough. They're not gonna they're not gonna win. I think we can all agree. Again, this is not a game that Maryland is going to go into the shoe and win. But I feel like Maryland's a little bit underrated, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And Ohio State's defense still hasn't shown enough to me that they're going to be able to be a dominant uh, team in that regard. Um, And, I mean, Maryland is – beat the crap out of some bad opponents. I mean, they beat Indiana 44-17, to Michigan State 31-9 to in the last two weeks. I feel like they're riding in hot, while well, Ohio State, I know they had the time, I guess, to prep for this game, uh, but at the same time, they're a little bit cold, I think. They, they could come into this game a little bit cold, a little bit slow, kind of riding off the high of that Notre Dame win um and i just have a feeling that this game could be a little sloppy so give me maryland uh with the 19 and a half points they're six and two against the spread in their last eight games four and one in their last five big 10 games against the spread so i'll take the terps and the points here
2: yeah i'm rolling with you here dan i like maryland and i'm, I'm gonna take the points i think the maryland offense is legit they're averaging about 455 yards per game talia man 111 for 169, 1,464 yards, 13 touchdowns to three interceptions. They, they can sling it a little bit, man. Now, Ohio State's defense has looked pretty good, uh, but, you know, Notre Dame, they really could have salted that thing away last week uh, offensively, and I think Maryland's probably going to have some success here. And look, at the end of the day, Ohio State's offensive inconsistency is the big thing for me. You know, it it's really hot. It's really cold. We know we have they have the weapons, but at times it looks incompetent, man. And Maryland comes in at number twenty two defensively uh, per SP plus. I'm going to go, you know, Maryland's defense is severely underrated. I think they can kind of hold that Ohio State offense in check a little bit here this week. I like the Terps catching uh, almost three full touchdowns plus the extra points. As we roll to the SEC, number 11, Alabama headed down to take on unranked Texas A&M. Who do you got, Dan, as Alabama a two-point favorite on the road?
3: Yeah, this is a game I've struggled with because I keep doing the same thing every week when it comes to Alabama. And I'm thinking, man, this is Alabama. Like, it's Alabama. Why am I, like, that I'm not going to look in any other direction. But then I watch the games and I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see this team being a success story and being what everybody and even some of the analytics are putting them up to be as. I mean, I, I understand... They just beat the crap out of Mississippi State, but I don't think they played very well against Ole Miss. And I think Texas A&M is set up really well against this Alabama squad. They have one of the best run defenses in college football. They held a rushing quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, to negative three yards on 18 carries last week. And Raheem Sanders, who's one of the best backs in the SEC, only had 34 yards. So I I just have uh, this feeling that A&M could potentially win this game at home. I'm probably taking them on the money line, to be honest with you, even though they're without their starting quarterback, Connor Weigman. Max Johnson looked pretty good last week, and I think there's a chance that the Aggies win this one um, at home against Alabama. So I'm going to go with Texas
2: A&M here. Vaughn, how do you see it playing out? This is incredible,
1: Dan. I'm going the opposite here, and I'm going to (laughs) pick Alabama. To, we literally have not picked the same same team for any of these games, but I'm going to pick Alabama. I think this line is a little blown out of proportion here. Uh, it was two and a half. Now it's going down. Wouldn't be shocked if it goes down again before kickoff here. Texas AM, and like you said, they lost their starting quarterback and Connor Wagman for the season due to injury. Max Johnson, he didn't play terrible last week, but he's not the guy that Weigman is. In my opinion. And I think Alabama is on a little bit of a role now that they've solidified Jalen Milro as their quarterback for the season. They should have never given up on him. He was not the problem in that Texas game. They should have never taken him off that starting job. So they had that players only meeting. They came together. They put a whooping on Mississippi State last weekend on the road. And they're not a great team. I get it. But they did beat Ole Miss a couple weeks ago. Uh, and that Ole Miss team went out and shocked everybody. Uh, including myself to agree, even though I picked them last week to cover against LSU, but they beat LSU last weekend. So it's not like Bama is just playing pipsqueaks and nobodies uh, kind of like some of these other teams that we've picked uh, so far uh, in the Pick'em podcast here. But I, I kind of think Alabama, like it it just seems stupid to pick against Nick Saban when uh, the point spread is this minuscule. And I know it's on the road And everybody's going to be picking A&M. They're like the hot uh, underdog team this weekend. But uh, I really like them with less than a field goal here. And Jimbo Fishers on the other side coaching Texas A&M. Don't forget that. So I'm going to take Alabama
2: uh, to cover the two points. I'm going to roll with the Aggies here at Kyle Field. The 12th man is going to be rocking. I do love me a home dog and haven't had a chance to pick one yet here this week but A&M is quietly playing some really good football. Uh the the score's not going to tell you the whole story in in these two matches these two teams matchups last week Texas A&M and Arkansas and Alabama Mississippi State cuz it looked like Alabama whooped up on Mississippi State, A&M had a battle with Arkansas, but A&M came in from that game number 6 out of everyone that played last week. Number six in net success rate against Arkansas last week for reference, Alabama with a big score, 23rd, much smaller uh, net success rate. A&M was able to move the football uh, really, really well. Ton of success. Uh, against Arkansas a week ago. AM, by the way, top five defense per SP. They come in at number four. That Bama offense comes in outside the top 10. Uh, at times, they still looked a little bit shaky against Mississippi State last week. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I think there's uh, enough talent on this AM team to match up with the talent in Tuscaloosa. Go ahead and give me the Aggies catching two at home. Then we got the red. River shootout, number 12, Oklahoma, number three, Texas. How about the Longhorns? Both these teams unbeaten. Almost a full seven-point favorite come in just under at six and a half, Vaughn.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game this weekend. This is always a good one. Uh I'm going to go with Texas to cover this spread. Last four times, Texas has been favored in this game. They've won outright and covered in three of them. Uh, The other game was a push, uh, so it was a really tight one in that one. So uh, Vegas seems to be on point uh, when Texas is favored. Guys, remember in the preseason when people thought Arch Manning was going to, at some point, uh, take over at quarterback for Texas? Uh, Quinn Ewers has shut that down real quick. He's played very well rebounding off uh, what I would call a mediocre season for him. He's thrown 10 touchdowns, just one pick all season. And uh, that one pick was actually last week against Kansas. And his numbers don't jump out at you like a Caleb Williams or a Michael Penix or any of those guys. But uh, he's just played really efficient football. He's elevated his game. He played really good in that Bama game. That's when I was like, man, this this guy has uh, uh, turned the corner here. In uh, Oklahoma, they have played very well this season. They've certainly rebounded from a very mediocre year last year, but they haven't really played anybody this year. This is like their first real big test. Their first games of the season were Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa, Cincinnati, and Iowa State not exactly a murderer's row. So they better be ready this weekend against Texas. So I think Texas is going to win. I think they're going to cover this spread. And I think Texas is uh, certainly in the driver's seat to win the big 12 this year.
2: I'm going to, or excuse me, go ahead, Dan.
3: Yeah, uh I'm taking Oklahoma and I'm taking them on the money line in this game because I love the value. It's at plus 210 uh, in this contest. And I like them anyway, plus six and a half here. They have one of the most explosive offenses in the country, and I think Dylan Gabriel is not getting the flowers he should be for the way that he's playing. I mean, he's playing at a Heisman level right now, and I know it's been against subpar – uh, competition i think we can all agree upon that but i think that this game has a really good chance to be a shootout and i think that highly favors oklahoma and the way that their offense is built oklahoma's six and zero against the spread in their last six games so that tells me that it might be a little bit underrated this season as well give me the sooners give me them on the money line in this contest
2: yeah, I'm gonna roll with the Sooners as well here, plus six and a half. This is a really high spread. I'm I'm rather shocked at it to be quite honest with you. SP plus would make this about a two and a half point uh, Texas favorite uh, on a neutral, and of course we are getting it on neutral in the the Red River rivalry here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the four extra points. You know, with, with the analytics telling me Oklahoma comes in at a top five SP plus offense at number four, and Texas. Couple slow starts. They had a slow start against Kansas last week. Uh, and Kansas with, was without their superstar quarterback slow start against Wyoming earlier in the year. I think a slow start could potentially kill them and their chances to cover here. Only thing I'm worried about is potentially this thing going into overtime or something like that. And one team gets a touchdown, one team throws a pick, something like that. But I think it's going to be much closer uh, than six and a half. So I'm going to roll with the Sooners here. And finally, we've got the battle for the little Brown jug number two, Michigan, a 19 and a half point favorite visiting Minnesota, Dan.
3: Yeah. Michigan covered the spread for the first time last week. So Big win there, uh, <laughs> but night games have not been very fond of the Wolverines, especially in the outdoors. Look back to their games against Michigan State and Rutgers last season, uh, where they didn't necessarily pile on the points, and then Bowling Green this year with McCarthy's three picks. Um, it was three of their most more mediocre performances over the last two years, but with that being said, Minnesota is – Terrible. I have hated the way that they've looked the last couple of weeks. Um, they're starting running back is hurt and potentially out for this game. And they're one dimensional, just like Nebraska was last week. Quarterback Ethan kaliak Manis has thrown a pick in all but one game this season. I think that Michigan gets up early and then things get ugly in Minnesota as the Wolverines kind of take care of business like they did last week. Uh, so I have them covering this 19 and a half points.
2: How about you, Vaughn? Dan, we
1: did it. We got one. We got (laughs) one. One One game the same. Finally, it took until the eighth and final one. But I'm going with Michigan to cover this spread here. Um, Yeah, like you said, dude, this Minnesota team is not good. Um, And it may be a stretch to say that they're the worst team in the Big Ten West, but they, they could be... The worst of a really bad Big Ten West. I mean, I I get Cades hurt, so Iowa might dip a little bit here, but Minnesota is bad. Very underwhelming team. They gave up seven yards per play and had just one play that resulted in negative yardage last weekend at home against Louisiana Lafayette. And the, they lost the weekend prior in overtime at Northwestern, barely beat. This Nebraska team that Michigan blew out last week and uh, Michigan is finally, finally starting to look like their dominant self, especially in the run game, the offensive line. I think they kind of got things solidified now with Henderson at left tackle, finally moved Barnhart back to his natural right tackle position. And uh, they put up monster numbers last weekend at Nebraska. I expect them to do the same this weekend at Minnesota. So give me Michigan and the points.
2: Yeah, I like Michigan to cover here as well under, you know, 21. Look, Michigan just continues to get better each and every week. I think the O-line changes, putting Ladarius Henderson at left tackle, Carson Barnhart at right tackle. The, the offensive line just looks so much better three-headed monster in the, in the backfield between Coram Edwards and now khalil Mullings has looked fantastic. Minnesota not going to be able to stop that. They're going to lean on them all game long. Minnesota's really going to struggle to score against an elite Michigan defense who, by the way, uh, sounds like getting Mason Graham back this week. I mean, it's just an embarrassment of riches on that defensive line, and the edge rushers are playing much better here as well. Uh, so I think it's going to be a, a lot of Michigan here this week. They cover the 19 and a half. We are all still alive in the elimination so real quick we'll start with you Vaughn who you're rolling with here this
1: week man I'm nervous I'm gonna take Northwestern against Howard at home I I looked around the Big Ten this is really the only in my opinion the only gimme game Uh, I think the ESPN FPI had them at like a 98% chance to win so Uh, if we lose this one, I assume some of you guys will take Northwestern too. Uh, but if if for some reason, Northwestern loses, uh, I'm going to blame ESPN's FPI and we all just move on with our eliminator, but I'll take Northwestern, uh, to win.
2: Uh, How about you, Dan?
3: Yeah, I'm riding with the Wildcats as well. I think this is the only game I can confidently say that they're going to win this year. So at some point, you have to pick every team in the Big Ten or close to every team in the Big Ten, right? So, yeah, I'm riding with Northwestern here against uh, the HBCU.
2: Jesus, take the wheel, boys. We're all on Northwestern. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, good luck, good luck. Uh, Yeah, like you said, there's there's no other real clear-cut choice here. Gotta roll with Northwestern before we start making some tough decisions. I don't know, man. So all God on Northwestern. speed, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All on Northwestern and the Eliminator. Eight picks against the spread. Going to be a great week six in college football. Before we head out, Vaughn, where can we find you on social media?
1: Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore lozon. I'm sure I'll be tweeting during the game, so you can find
2: me there. How about you, Dan?
3: Yeah, at Dan Plucker. That's gonna be P L O C H E R at Dan Plucker.
2: And you can find me on Twitter at Luke Yardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Subscribe, rate, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of great shows on the Block M Podcast Network. That'll wrap it up for us here on the Pick'em Pod. For my partners, Von Lozon and Dan Plucker, I'm Luke Giardi, and we'll see you next week.